This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Dr. Carl Bamlett, The Modern Caveman, a show that helps you to reshape your modern life using wisdom from the past. Welcome to The Modern Caveman for the last show of 2022. I'm Dr. Carl Bamlett, chiropractor, coming to you from Plains FM. Um, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about... um, Going forward, 2023, what some trends are that we're going to be seeing in in the new year, um, how we start the new year effectively, and how we uh, close out on what we've learned um, this year. So stay tuned for that show. Today we're talking about looking in review this year, looking forward, and um, as my co-host Carl Wartini would say, who's not able to be here today, he's away on vacation. Jealous Carl. Um, he'd tell us to look look into the past, get our learnings out of it, apply that to the future and not focus too much on the past. So we're going to spend the first little bit on some learnings we've had from um, 2022 and the previous years, which have all kind of molded into one kind of continuous thing in most people's minds from conversations that we have. So um, let's look back at some learnings from 2020, 2021, and 2022 that we hope not to repeat. All right. So... Uh, I'm looking at some of the big, the big things on the radar from these years that we can that we can learn is that um, lockdowns and the effect on mental health and the family is a big one and one that society may not be able to cope with too well. Um, some stats from little old New Zealand is um, during the lockdowns the um, visits for domestic violence uh, actually doubled. Um, so you double the amount that happens when we go into lockdowns. And from sources within you know, some of the agencies in town that deal with some, some contacts I have, um, they said that their, their numbers are up actually 60%. So um, not that 50%, but the, the 60% they've actually um, increased um, in the last little bit for domestic violence and for things like that. So um, it was really hard on families and um, – yeah, it's a struggle that, you know, a lot of us may not be able to relate with, um, but seeing it and knowing that it's there is, is something that we can prevent it hopefully from happening in the future. And the mental health of everything going on for, for everyone has been been quite huge. Um, so we have to uh, keep that in mind in future um, instances when we may get the urge to, to lock down. Think of the greater impact on society. And we've also had the worst cold and flu season that I've ever seen, and that's been around for a long time because our immune systems just aren't able to to deal with fighting those things because they've been so long without it. And we weren't able to go outside and stay active, um, and we were in lockdown inside, away from people. Um, so it was it was challenging on our bodies and our mind and society as a whole. So um, going forward, hopefully we've learned from this and we can apply that to making 2023 a better year and going forward, which in the grand scheme of things, I think it will be easy to make 2023 a better year. And we got some um, trends here that we're going to look at and some things that we can do. So um, to look at 2023 and some things that we can can do to help ourselves get in the right way, we usually talk about um, diet and lifestyle are two, two big things that we work on. And so we're going to look into some of the 
newest, uh, well, not maybe not newest, but the um, growing trends for 2023. And the way they, they decide this in a lot of the um, companies that I've seen is they look up search records on Google or whatever, and they compare um, what the hot, hottest things are. And there are a few things that have trended. Um, and I've also reached out to a few contacts and got their opinions on this. And so we get into the, the physical activity side of things, um, your workouts. And there's a couple things that are right at the top. And, um, you know, they have some real different um, feelings about them. So the first thing, the uh, number one trend on a lot of things you'll find out there. Um, the other number one trend that I find I'll talk about at the end. Um, the number one trend is virtual reality workouts. Um, for those of you that don't um, don't know that that is, it might. I mean, if you're over over 25, 30, you might not know what this is. So this is your interactive gaming. People wearing um, goggles that project the the screen in the goggles, and you um, move around while you're doing this. Um, this will be better than the just playing a game while you're sitting there. Um, that won't get you any exercise. It, it will be a benefit. Um, but there are a few things with wearing the virtual reality sets and the impact and what they will do. So um, I don't know how many of you have experienced this, um, but if you wear them, a large portion of the population um, gets very motion sick while doing it and can't actually do it for a long period of time. So it wouldn't really be something that would be um, viable for a large portion of the population, um, especially when you start getting into a lot of the very fast movements. It just won't, your eyes and brain won't be able to adjust quite as quickly enough with where the technology is at right now and where our bodies are um, to try and make sense of it all. Um, and there's also a lot of injuries that can happen from it because you're, you're in a room and you think you're in a certain place and you may be in that place or you may be two or three feet away from that or a meter away from that place. And if you're by something that you can hit and break your hand or kick your foot or do something, it's going to be much more likely to get an injury and set back all your hard work. So I'd be very um, leery of doing that. And I spoke to a personal trainer friend who, um, who you've heard on this show, um, and he has said that he'd be very leery. He doesn't think people are quite ready for it yet because the technology is not quite there and, um, well, the motion sickness where he says we haven't quite adapted to being able to do that yet and I agree wholeheartedly with that and um, even if you just do a game that's not exercise ones you get quite I, I personally get very very sick within moments of putting it on so it's definitely not for me um, some of the other things that they talk about are kind of tried and true methods or things that you've seen before um, mobility training um, so you know, stretching and being flexible that's, that's one of the top things that's going to be going forward. Posture workouts. This is a good, really good one, especially in our modern workplace. Uh, one thing that is really common is Dowager's Hump, where you start to look at a screen too long, and your neck starts to get that little lump on the back of it. Um, and it sometimes not, doesn't get to be that little after a while. It, starts, it grows and grows and grows. Um, and so there's a few ways where I would say um, you can help this quite a lot. Um, keeping those spine muscles, this chiropractor, I deal with this quite a lot with people, and I have to give this recommendation quite frequently. And there are a vast array of things that you can do this with. So when we're at our computer, we oftentimes start to lean in because we're engaged with whatever the content is. And our shoulders get up around our neck, 
and our head's way down and we get really into that intense position where it might be good for focusing, it's not good for your health in the long term. So what you always have to try and do is bring your attention back to what your position is. Um, if it's easy for you to do this, good, do that. If it's not quite so easy, the best way to do this is put a little mirror at the side of your desk and be able to look at that mirror and see where your head is in relation um, to everything around you. So your head and neck start to go forward. Bring those back. Drop your shoulders down. And that will allow you to um, get that neck to not get that um, hump that you might see in some people's necks um, as you're out and about in public. Because when you see it, you definitely notice and you might actually go, what's that from? And it can be that prolonged sitting forward at the computer. There's other things that can do it too. But that's a really big one. So um, you know, our working style is definitely going to be impacting us. So um, a couple of things you can do. The mirror is one thing. Um, also, rowing machine or seated rows or row exercises that engage the um, upper back muscles. These are key things you have to start working on because if you get those gauged and engaged in firing, they're going to pull the shoulders back, which as you pull those shoulders back, if you keep the shoulders back, it becomes a bit of a challenge to let that neck drop forward. Try that right now while you're sitting there in your car or um, at home. Um, and it actually becomes a bit uncomfortable let that head drop forward. But when the shoulders become rounded forward, it's easy for the posture to slouch and the head to come forward too. So we keep the shoulders up. We keep the, the chest up and right. And we keep the head up. It all works well. Um, doing that rowing machine to counteract the muscles that are tightening in the front is really good. The third thing I would recommend doing is uh, getting a foam roller. And you may have seen these before. Um, if not, you can go to your local sporting goods store and they should have it, or you can look online and they should have it too. Um, and what you do is you lay that on the mat on the ground and you lay along it on your spine and let your shoulders open and your head drop off over the, over the back of it. And that should recreate the... Um, kind of alignment of the spine that you want. Um, if it's too uncomfortable, put a pillow behind there, and that's a, a way to, to make it work um, with regardless of what your, uh, your flexibility in the neck and spine are. So those are three posture workouts that I would definitely incorporate in um, to the new year um, that will be of big help. N another thing is the primal movements. This has been something that's been going on for um, quite some time, and another way to call this is uh, functional training, um, where you're doing... You know, things that are using body weight and they are challenging different muscle groups. So um, bear crawls, um, functional squats, um, um, pull-ups when you're you know, out in a, like, in a functional setting in a way. These are all things that you can do and many, many more than this. Um, but they're things to do with body weight in a, in a you know, functional setting that you'd actually use in real life because some of the things in the gym might not be exactly the way you do it in real life or have any real life application. Um, for instance, doing, you know, three sets of 40 dumbbell curls for biceps, that's not going to be that useful um, where, you know, deadlift squats, bear crawls are things that are all quite useful um, when you're out round and, you know, picking up some furniture to, to move or um, doing some gardening. Those things will all benefit you. Um, and the other thing about any exercise is that it's very good for our mental health. Um, one of the number one things we can do for um, our mental health is having a healthy exercise routine outside with sunshine and fresh air. You get that combination and it's, it's great for your body. Uh, and there are, I do quite a bit of DNA testing with patients and you find that um, some neurodegenerative dis um, diseases with people have an element of um, 
exercise and keeping the brain healthy that way. So you have to, for all, optimum brain health and body health, a good exercise routine is is vital. And if you um, want to catch, um, you know, one of our shows from earlier in the year and last year around how much to do. We've had Paul Todd on um, earlier this year to, to talk about this, and he talked about getting back into things after COVID, and um, his tips will also help with that, getting enough um, of the exercise in. So now the the other trend that's going um, that was actually the number one on many websites I looked at for what was the most searched fitness trend for the end of 2022, um, 2023. Um, is something that I did not expect. It was a very um, short thing. It was just called 12330. Um, that's the name of the workout. Um, and I actually had to look it up because I had no idea what that was. And it's you set the, you're on a treadmill, you set it at 12% incline, 12 degree incline, run at, or walking at three miles per hour for 30 minutes. Um, and that is the fitness trend. The, the is what, is what many sites are saying is going to be the, the fitness trend of 2023. And that's on TikTok. So TikTok trends for your exercise are probably not one of the best things to be following if that's where you're getting your exercise. It may, it may be good for entertainment. It may be good for a few things. Um, but the fact that th- this is the number one trending thing um, from that is – is a bit concerning. Um, I, I spoke to the personal trainer who said, uh, "If you're if you're getting your fitness advice from TikTok, good luck." <laughs> to which means, you know, it's a it's going to be some of the things are going to be a bit risky. I mean, that's that's a pretty basic basic one. Um, it's just walking on a treadmill, so it's not that entertaining and not that exciting, but it's something that people are wanting to do. So that one, you're probably not going to do too much damage to yourself. Um, walking on a treadmill for 30 minutes, regardless what the incline is or the speed, um, you still walk. Um, but I would, I, I would, you know, agree with the personal trainer um, and say I would, I would not be taking my advice from TikTok on fitness or, or on food. I, I, you know, they they may have some someone who's a good salesman telling you, it, but it's not going to be the best information for you. So. We have some definite things to do, um, some fitness trends to look at, um, and uh, I would encourage you in the new year to make a goal to uh, an achievable goal, a smart goal, an iSmart goal, as Cuz would say, to get yourself into the fitness routine, into the gym. And one of the best things to do with that is have someone who um, holds you accountable. So a personal trainer, that's one of the number one things. You may be able to do the exercises, but you don't have somebody holding you accountable when you don't have that person there. So I would highly recommend getting yourself a personal trainer to help with your, or a friend who goes to the gym with you, who's your accountability buddy. Accountability buddy. Um, that's another good way. Switching gears slightly, um, we're going to switch into some diet trends for 2023 um, based off of you know, some of those same internet searches. Um, and, you know, a lot of them are going to be similar ones that you've seen for a long time. Um, and oftentimes there, there are things that morph from previous trends that people tried and got some results but didn't quite get enough, so they want to change it a little bit. So we're going to talk about some of them, talk about some of the flaws of doing that, um, and try and go forward from there. So um, some of the websites, the number one trend for 2023, the Mediterranean diet is being searched again quite a lot. Although the Mediterranean diet, I don't think really ever went out of of style. It was a pretty 
pretty good diet. Um, uh, some people do really well with it. Um, and if your body responds well to that, definitely stay in it. And that's the thing we talk about on the show is the um, bio-individuality of all of us. So everyone will do better with different diets and will have you know, benefits to different things. So some people may do better on a carnivore diet. Some people may do better on a Mediterranean diet. Some people may do better on um, a vegetarian diet. A lot of different things um, can benefit us. Next thing that we're talking about is uh, people are starting to get, you know, a little bit over the ketogenic diet. They, it's still popular, but they want to do tweaks to it. And the number one tweak that people are apparently doing is they're adding more carbohydrates to it. And they say a moderate amount, and they say as well as protein. But let's talk about that because there's some real you know, there's a flaw in that thought process because the ketogenic diet is a ketogenic diet because you're not having those things and your body has to burn the fat. Um, so for having it be a, a ketogenic diet, it wouldn't be a ketogenic diet anymore then. So uh, have it be a maintenance. So I would switch it to instead of being a ketogenic diet with more carbs, say you do a paleo diet that's more based on the um, fats um, because that's more accurate because keto is very specific. You have to have less than 10% of your um, energy come from carbohydrates and you have to have – I think it's 20% from proteins and most of the calories are going to come from from fats. So um, that one's not really even a thing that really makes sense when you break it down. So yeah, um, good for I – would, I, would I would encourage doing that once you get to your – your weight loss goals and your targets if, if the ketogenic diet is working for you to change it, but then it's no longer a ketogenic diet. Um, intermittent fasting. That's been going on for you know forever, but it's been a real trend again lately, and it's, it's actually quite a good thing. Um, so you have a window where you eat, and you um, eat and feel full during that time, and then you don't eat for a large window of the day. So 8 p.m. to to noon is a is a time you say, or 6 p.m. till noon the next day um, 18 hours 16 hours somewhere in there is a really good um, time and you know that, that 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. eating window is probably the the most commonly used one that works the best um, and um, some some caveats to that um, don't use that when you're having a big workout because you could get very lightheaded and faint and you won't have very much strength or energy. And if you're having a uh, demanding work um, day or demanding work life, it might not work then too because your brain's not going to be functioning quite as sharply as normally for a lot of people. Some people may be able to to, to function, but it's just kind of the typical. Um, vegetarian diet, that's another popular one to people are looking up. Um, so, yeah. Try that. See if that works for you. Um, all these different things, the, the vegan, vegetarian. Um, carnivore is another popular one uh, that that is consisting of mostly meats. There are subtypes that, that work really well with that. Um, so everybody has one that, that works. And um, the last one that this bit – or one of the last ones this one mentions is the low-carb diet. So – that's pretty standard. That's not really a fad. That's um, People are always trying to li limit their carbohydrates because they know they shouldn't be having too many sugars or processed carbohydrates because it just goes right to the waistline. And paleo diet is still in the top, which I hope so because it's the, the most logical one to eat lots of fruits, vegetables, and meats. Um, there are only a few people that have, you know, 
fit out of this category and have to go really strictly to the ends, but that's just because their DNA really specifically needs that. For example, I've, I've had a patient who um, has ankylosing spondylitis, which is a disease where your spine starts to stiffen, and the nickname for that is called bamboo spine. Um, and they first presented me with this going on, and we found a few, a few foods that was causing the back to stiffen and was causing pain, so we got them off of those foods. The back pain went away. They still weren't able to do the karate um, to the, quite the level they were because they were able to break boards above their head prior to this, and then afterwards they could barely bend down and touch their toes. So it was a dramatic, dramatic shift in the flexibility. Um, they went away, um, saw them a couple of years later, and they came back in. And um, flexibility was 100% back, and it was to do with uh, taking that to the next level and um, going full carnivore diet. And that helped with that ankylosing spondylitis quite significantly. Um, so, yeah, um, that's, that's one of the ex- very extremes to um, – one end of the paleo diet, because the paleo diet can be shifted to be anything. So we talk about this quite a lot. I think it's very good to, re- to remind that paleo diet can be anything. It can be high protein, it can be high fat, it can be high carb, but the carbs can't be grains and the other things. It has to be um, vegetables That would be the and, and fruits would be, the, would be the carbs that would be in there or the sugars that would be in there. Um, and it can be any version of that. And so if you're eating the, the stuff that's less processed, um, you're going to be better off. Um, and one of the final trends that's for 2023 um, is the high-protein diet is back in trend, which is the carnivore diet. Um, so those are some of the trends. And some things from this year that I really want you to take away is the little bits you do with your diet, the, the little snacks you have and the impact they can have. We did a show a few months back on the different nuts and the impact that they have on our diet So and our, our, our health. So from almonds and uh, cashews and pistachios, and every other nut, they all have different uh, effects on our body. And we talked about this in quite depth, quite a bit of depth uh, on that show. And if you haven't listened to that show, go back and listen to it and have those nuts in that way. So raw nuts are going to be the best way to do that um, because they're not going to be as broken down and have as much. um, So the heat can change some of the oils in them, and they can also, if they're cooked, can start to change how much energy that you can absorb from it. So if one of your goals of the diet is to have weight loss, if you eat cooked nuts or roasted nuts, you're going to have less weight loss with that. So um, raw raw nuts, having them having a good handful of all the different varieties of nuts you can, that'd be good. Obviously, if you're um, allergic, don't do that. We don't want you to have anaphylactic shock to that because that wouldn't be good. Um, but adding that in with your diet while you're doing all these other good things, it can really help because one of the big things with the that we talked about in that episode was how having the mix, the raw mixed nuts in your diet also helps to feel full with having less food. And it doesn't negatively impact weight loss. So you feel more full, you feel better, you have all the other health benefits, and you don't crave as much uh, of the other food. So it's a real good thing to get into. Um, and I would highly recommend adding that into your diet for the ne- for the new year. So we have... A couple things that we want to work on. These are goals that people have pretty much every New Year. Somebody's going to have something like this. So how are we going to make this work this time compared to last year? Well, now we're going to do a little bit out of Cuz's workbook, the um, this Carl Wartini. Um, he's uh, from Prosper Professional Coaching. He, he does a lot of these uh, focusing sessions. Um, and so we're going to go through and do a little bit of a um, refocus for the new year because, um, I mean, I, I – treat 
100 patients a week. And so you see the frustrations and the stress on people's faces. And we're finally coming out of this lockdown stage and everything's getting better. But there's still a lot of stress with people. And we have to try and move forward as best we can. So doing these sessions and really getting our mindset in the right place is key. And that will work for you at home, too, because, um, you know, some of us had it harder than others at um, – during the lockdowns and during the last three years. But now we're on the other side of that. We're coming out and we have to get refocused and get our goals in the right place. So we're going to get my little sheet out here to talk about some of the bits we're going to focus on. So you get your pen and paper out. <clears throat> and some things I want you to focus on um, is two of your favorite memories from the past year. Uh, so one of my favorite mem memories from 2022 is my parents visiting and finally getting to meet my kids after three years of not being able to see them, um, my one three-year-old and my two-month-old. So it was, it was amazing to see them get to finally meet, and that really was one of my um, – that's the huge memory from this year. And my other great memory was being able to finally go home and see family and friends again back in July. So two great memories for me. You do your favorite memories um, and see what that is. Three things you're grateful for. So think of through all these hard times, I think you had three things that you're grateful for. So uh, I'll say kids and family, um, able to finally visit family again um, overseas. And we'll say the loving family and friends around me here. You write down your three things you're grateful for. If you don't want to do it now, do this as part of your exercise to revisit, to look back and look forward to the new year. Hard lesson learned. There were plenty of hard lessons learned in the past three years, so that shouldn't be a hard one to have to figure out. Um, you figure out which is the best lesson or the lessons you learned. One thing you did this year that you're proud of. Maybe it might be hard for you to narrow it down to one thing. You might have several things that you want to write on there. That's fine. You know, write down all the things that you're proud of that you did this year. And, you know, when we get challenged, um, we oftentimes surprise ourselves and are stronger than we think, and we can really be proud of how you handled many situations in this year. Okay, so now looking forward to the new year. What are three places you want to go? They don't have to be out of this country. They don't have to be, you know, some magical destination that everyone's wanting to go to, but three things you want to go and do. Three places you want to go and see. Next one. Think of two ways you can help others this year. It's been three years. Everyone's a bit run down, been a bit hard done by. Think of two ways you can help other people. You can volunteer at a food bank. You can um, help an old lady cross the street. Many ways where you can just help people on a regular basis. Next thing I want you to do is think of something that you can get better at. Um, this is one of the things that I try and do on a regular basis, uh, but you know, oftentimes fail at. But anytime we're challenging ourselves, we're going to fail. So we learn from those failures. Because the, the way I think about this is we oftentimes like to do the things we're good at because we feel better when we do that. But if we make our weaknesses even stronger, then we're better off. Um, so just try and think of all those little things where you can get a little better at and it, and it helps you be better. So one of the things that, you know, is common that I see with people is um, I deal with a lot of people who are, you know, pretty highly motivated. 
um, working long hours. And one of the things that they're really bad at is being kind to themselves. Um, that may sound a bit weird, but what that means is they are over, they're their harshest critic. They need to be working a certain amount of hours and they need to have a certain amount of productivity. Otherwise, they're going to beat themselves up in the, in the brain. And, and that's actually pretty common. And so one of the things you have to do is that, that drive and that push is a very good thing. But too much of it is to your own detriment. So don't do too much of it. So you have to be kind and give yourself that bit of a break and a bit of that time to shut off. And one of the things that I've made myself do is take um, a bit of time for hobbies. So the way to do this isn't to say, if I have time, I will then do this. It always fails when you do it that way. What you have to do is phrase it as a job that you're going to complete is to do that hobby. And if you don't do it, you have failed. That works almost every single time because nobody wants to think that they failed at a job that's that easy. <laughs> All you have to do is just take the time, sit down, do this thing that you enjoy, and you've completed the job. And in doing that, you have shut your brain off, you've relaxed, you've done many things, and you will then be more productive when you get back to work and doing your other things or you're with your family, whatever things you're struggling with, you'll be that much more productive and that much more relaxed. So take that two hours, complete the job of doing your hobby and relaxing and shutting your brain off, and you're going to come back better, more productive, happier. Next thing, two things you are looking forward to in this new year. This may be a hard one. This may be incredibly easy. Just two things that you're looking forward to. It can be in personal life. It can be in your professional life. It can be um, in you know spiritual life. Whatever way you want to phrase this one. Two things that are looking forward to that you can plan for and set goals to achieve it. Okay? And one that Cuz likes to throw at me each year we talk about is three new things that you want to try. All right? Um, try a new thing to, to drink. Try a new thing to eat. And maybe even try a new thing to smell. Throw that in there. Stop and smell the flowers. You don't know what all of them smell like, so one of them might really uh, interest you. I have sweet magnolia is one that, um, while my folks were down visiting, um, my dad came across. And in Minnesota, where we're from, that didn't really grow that well, so not really one we come across very often. He found that he absolutely loved that, so he took time to stop and smell the flowers and absolutely loved it. So you never know what surprises you're going to get just by taking that extra second and paying attention and smelling and being aware and tasting or drinking something new. So try those new things. It may be the best thing you've ever smelled. It may be the best thing you've ever tasted, and you'll feel robbed if you didn't have that experience. So that's a good general thing. So let's go in review. So two favorite memories from 2022, three things you're grateful for from 2022, one hard lesson learned in 2022, and one thing that you did that you're proud of in 2022. And looking forward in 2023, three places you want to go, two ways you can help others, one thing that you want to get better at, two things you're looking forward to, and three things I want to try. So that's the big overview. So now we're going to get into those specific goals that we want to attain with that fitness, food, and the um, things you want to get better at 
and looking forward to. So you can put this into any context there. So we'll give you a second to think about those. It may be that you want to get better at um, sp staying off your phone. You may want to get better at figuring out how to get your memory increased. Um, you might have trouble remembering certain dates or facts and you want to get better at that. So there's all these different things that we could have as a goal. Um, the one that typically pops up at the New Year's, people want to get back into shape and eating right again. Give you a couple more seconds. Okay. So the typical way to think about these goals is the SMART goals. Um, but as you've heard from many shows in the past with with because um, he talks about iSmart goals. And instead of just being the smart, which is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, you have to be inspirational as well. So let's take that previous list and put it into um, five specific tasks that we want to try and get on. So personal growth. First first topic is in personal growth there. Um, with everything that's happened in the past three years, we can easily get on top of something that we found during that time within ourselves. We've all had um, our boundaries pushed. So you have to figure out where it was pushed and identify that. And that should be inspirational to try and make ourselves stronger in that big of an, uh, big of an event. So has to be specific. So you want to improve this element of your personality. It has to be measurable. So you want to have it be, give it a rating scale now, zero to 10, zero being incredibly poor, 10 being perfect. Give yourself a score now, and then say by, um, then it has to be attainable. Uh, have it be semi-realistic as attainable is what it means by that. And in this category, it may not be um, may not be too limiting. You might be able to go pretty wild with what you're thinking you want to do. It has to be relevant. So the goals have to be something that or the ways to get there has to be relevant to what the what the goal is. And the last thing, it has to be time bound. You have to have it in a certain time frame that you want to get that that results that you're looking for. Exercise or health, um, food and exercise go through the same process again with the iSmart goals. Um, I, I would start out really simple and just say I'm going to start going to exercise 30 minutes a day, three times a week, and get to, you know, if you, if you have an Apple Watch or whatever, you can get to 75% of your maximum heart rate. You can set as a goal. Um, and you want to do that for all of 2023. So it's time-bound, it's relevant, it's attainable, it's measurable, and it's specific. And, um, you know, it can be a certain... A certain if, that, if that... If the gym workout isn't inspirational, which it might not be for you, if that's not inspirational, think of something that is. You may like to play football. You may want to go out and play some footy, um, that, whether that be the European football or the New Zealand football or the American football. Any one of the three you can might, might be something that would inspire you and have that be what you're doing for 30 minutes three times a week or 30 minutes four times a week or an hour three times a week or however much is you know achievable for you, put that in. And at the same time, um, having the diet thing. So you're going to have 90% of your meals 
um, be really high quality ones that are fitting into all your characteristics and tick all your boxes, which means then 10% are not. So one out of every 10 is fine to have a bit of a cheat. Um, and if you, the, the less you cheat on it and still get that satisfaction, the better. So one out of every 10 is equal to three out of every 30. If you say three a day by seven, that's 21 meals a week. So you get 2.2 meals. So we'll say two meals a week that you can have be fun. So that's quite specific. That's quite measurable. Is that attainable? That depends on where you're at. Um, and you're doing the best for where you are, so it should be attainable. That's relevant. And we're going to do that for the next year as well. And we, when we think of the time frame of a year, sometimes that can be a bit much for some people. If that's the case, if you break it down to 21 days, they do all these 21-day challenges. The reason they do a 21-day challenge is by the time you do it for three weeks, it becomes a habit and it's easy to carry on. So whichever way you phrase it in your mind um, – it doesn't really matter if you're all right with it being a year and you're not not overwhelmed by that, do it a year. Because by the time you do it three weeks, you can do it a year as long as your mind thinks that you can. Because um, I don't know if you know any runners, but a runner who's who, – because if you ask me, oh, I don't think I can run a marathon, they, they ask you, can you run a mile or can you run a kilometer? And if you say yes, and they go, well, then you can, run a, you can run a marathon. It's just about mentally being there to do it. And you may be sore afterwards, but, but you can do it. And so these are a good place. And keep doing this. The other bits that you're supposed to do, so we did personal growth and health together, um, business life, family and friends, and maybe a bit of travel. And once again, we said new place doesn't have to be overseas or anything. It can be within New Zealand or it can be within your your region. Um, just find some places that you want to go visit, some things you want to do that are inspirational, um, that give you that motivation to get out and do those things. And it's going to make 2023 the best year we've had for quite some time. Walked into the bar and parked his lanky frame upon a tall bar stool. And with a long, soft southern draw, said, I'll just have a glass of anything that's cool. A barroom girl with hard and knowing eyes slowly looked him up and down. And she thought, I wonder how on earth that country bumpkin found his way to town. She said, hello, country bumpkin. How's the frost out on the pumpkin? I've seen some sides, but man, you're something. Where'd you come from, country bumpkin? It was just a short year later In a bed of joy-filled tears Yet death-like pain Into this wondrous world of many wonders One more wonder came That same woman's face was wrapped up In a raptured look of love and tenderness As she marveled at the soft and warm and cuddly boy child feeding at her breast 
And she said, hello, country bumpkin Precious frost out on the pumpkin I've seen some sights, but babe, you're something Mama loves her country bumpkin Forty years of hard work later In a simple, quiet, and peaceful country place The heavy hand of time had not erased The raptured wonder from the woman's face She was lying on her deathbed Knowing fully well her race was nearly run But she softly smiled and looked into the sad eyes of her husband and her son. And she said, so long, country bumpkin. The frost is gone now from the pumpkin. I've seen some sights and life's been something. See you later, country bumpkin. So long, country bumpkin The frost is gone now from the pumpkin I've seen some sights and life's been something
You can find our podcast on Facebook at Dr. Carl Bennett, the Modern Caveman, on the Plains FM website and iTunes, and you can get the live stream from plainsfm.org.nz or the TuneIn app. On behalf of Carl Warty, I'm Dr. Carl Bamlett, chiropractor at the Alpha Omega Clinic, reminding you that you can't change from within on the outside looking in. Thank you for listening to Dr. Carl Bamlett, the modern caveman. For more healthy lifestyle tips, find Dr. Carl on drcarlbamlett.com and like him on Facebook. I'm Pascal Batrick, signing off for Dr. Carl Bamlett, the modern caveman. Thank you.